It is time for another Amateurs Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the NRL Fantasy Amateurs Podcast. It is Mark, just here with Ryan tonight. And Ryan, mate, you've had a a great weekend of having your feet up on the desk as a head-to-head player. Oh, mate, it's been good. Yeah, no, enjoying the uh, enjoying the bye week. I didn't get to nip off to Bali like uh, Bradman Best did the other week, but yeah. you know, cl- close enough. Uh, yeah, put put the feet up and yeah, just enjoy myself. Stress free weekend, not having to uh, stress over head to head matchups. It's nice. Yeah, bargain. And you're just telling me off air you'd set up uh, like a, a record score this week at three hundred and fifty or some something. <laughs> Yeah, mate. the uh, The head to head team is uh, it's got a three sixty one drop from about top two hundred down to barely inside the top two thousand. So that's all right. We don't care about vanity ranks here. Care about yeah, winning head to head leagues. Exactly right, mate. There's no no money on the line. Just some KFC vouchers for for overall. <laughs> so it's all about vanity. I'm a, I'm not embar- not too embarrassed to say that I've I've got my vanity on the line with it. So that's all right. Uh, but, mate, uh, obviously a big weekend with some footy on. Uh, you were mentioning that you sort of gave yourself – you spent some time with the with the missus and, uh, and didn't, yeah. didn't watch as much footy this weekend? Yeah, I caught the Waz game and I caught a little bit of the uh, the Cowboys and Dolphins game, but not too much of the uh, the Souths or Knights game. I yeah, thought I'd uh, give the missus a bit of a break, especially with Origin coming up too. You know, she's going to have to get footy on a Wednesday for a change. Yeah, it's a bit of a pack schedule. So anyway, mate, we might. Uh, and obviously, for myself, I scored seven hundred and ten or so pending updates. Uh, Ko weeks, uh, not great, but you know, twenty more points than I wouldn't have had. Um, I guess so. And then obviously, we'll make way. Uh, Jacob Host also a poor score, and Isaiah Katoa. Both of them are going to make way this week, though. So, um, yeah, got a nice little green. Arrow have moved up from 330 to inside the top 200. And uh, nice. yeah, should be should be a good week this week coming up uh, where I'll have, I think, 18 green dots uh, pending Ooh. origin. So, yeah, we'll see how yeah, we Yeah, we've got, we've got that little hurdle to get over the uh, the origin backup. That'll be interesting. Yeah, I mean, the- theoretically, Heinz shouldn't be a problem. Mm. Um. It's really Frizzell who's on a buy, so that doesn't really matter. It's really just Nathan Cleary is the only sort of obstacle there. So we'll see how we go. Yeah. But uh, mate, the first game here, the Dolphins uh, took care of the Dragons. Dragons obviously minus Ben Hunt. Dolphins minus Tom Gilbert and Hamaso. Um, top scorer in this one's Jacob Little with eighty-two points in seventy-three minutes, uh, fifty-three tackles. He really benefited from. Uh, ben Hunt being in origin and them deciding to go with Embai uh, on the bench, who it's pretty clear that the uh, the coaching staff aren't like super duper keen on giving lots of minutes to. Although there was a little bit of a double up there where they've somehow played ten extra minutes between them. So, um, do we have a, a backs injury for the Dragons? I'm just having a bit of a look. I don't think we did. Debellin yeah, got the binning. No. I don't know. Oh, Jack Bird obviously didn't play uh, his yeah. normal minutes. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting one from a fantasy perspective. Jacob Little, I was pretty confident I was bringing in Damien Cook next week. Uh, but Little and Cook have the same buy schedule from now on, except 
Uh, Little's already got one of his out of the way and Cook has another one in 26. So for overall coaches, there's a real decision there to make as to whether you want to spend 200K more for a guy who plays one less game. And, Mm. you know, I mean, Little, you've spoken at him at length about liking him. I have some concerns if he's only going to play the 55 minutes uh, at 500K. But if he was, if I knew he was going to play 70 minutes a week, I would be, I'd be all in. So that's going to be a big decision for overall players this week as to whether they want to look at Jacob Little to compliment uh, like a Reese Robson in terms of uh, by planning. Yeah, well, I guess that's always been the question mark with Little is the minutes. And like that's been the question since uh, we discussed him at length in the preseason was would he get the minutes? And it seems like Little is liked more uh, by, you know, Ryan Carr and the current coaching staff than he was by Madge. Or maybe it's just a case oh, – sorry, not by Madge, by Hook. But maybe it's just a, a case of uh, they just – they don't like Mbai as much as Hook did. Mm. Um so, I mean, we'll see what the team list uh, says come Tuesday uh, in that regard. But uh, if, I've always said, like, if he was playing 65-plus, that he would be a buy and he would be tickling the underbellies of a 50 average. So, uh, this is obviously a great game for him here. Um, but, yeah, a big decision coming up whether, you know, do we go for the Jacob Little or Damian Cook, and, uh, assuming we get Jake Turpin, who could be your round 16 hooker. Um, mm. Yeah, it'll be an interesting decision and probably one for Tuesday. Yeah, and I mean, he's going to find himself at like 480-ish with a really, really low break-even, like close to zero. So uh, it's going to, yeah, that's definitely going to be a really interesting one for Tuesday. Outside of that, DeBellin, uh, he's on 58, although I believe the NRL app has him on more points. But either way, he was the most captained player in the top uh, 5,000 or top 1,000 teams this week with over 50% of people deciding to put the captaincy up on him. Um, you know, I'm sure they would have been swearing at the TV when he got binned, um, but he rips out a, uh, a 58 there, which is a really nice score. And you'd take that, you know, every day of the week. So he's, uh, you know, he's doing really, really well. He's going to, at some point in the not too distant future, going to be a decision to make around like whether that's the best player that you could have at that price. But I guess we'll tackle that when we get there. Um, outside of that, uh, Anthony Milford stole all the fantasy points from Isaiah Katoa, which was super frustrating. Uh, Marshall King with a good score for those that went for him. Connolly Lemuelu, another good 50-plus score, much better than Jack Bird, who went off after 53 minutes uh, on 32 with a try uh, for a quote-unquote uh, planned rest, uh, which is, you know, alarming. They don't play until the last game next week. So he gets a, a big turnaround here. Um, 10 days and, and you know, basically all te- all of that 10 days and he had a week off last week. So you have to imagine he's sort of coming up like on fitness. And, I mean, Ryan, do you have any concern with Jack Bird long-term, particularly for anyone that's holding Manu, Bird and Lemuelu as, you know, like potentially looking at moving Bird onto a Dylan Edwards or someone like that? Yeah, I think he's one that you have to have a little bit of concern for, especially, you know, the, the, the NRL physio has discussed this on his podcast in regards to that knee's ability to handle, uh, you know, pressure and load, the load work of, uh, you know, being a professional football player. Um, so I don't think it's surprising that he went off. I think I think we're fine to give him one more week, like given all the factors that you just mentioned in terms of the, the long layoff until the next game. But... Yeah, I, I think it's definitely one to monitor. Like if this happens again um, with the buy in round 16, he could be one to potentially move on. But yeah, I, I'd 
I'd probably be giving him at least one more week, seeing if he can get through the eighty with the with the uh, long turnaround. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's a good point. And um, yeah, he's definitely one to keep an eye on. Just don't like f- forget about it. I guess is probably more the point. Uh, Telltale Moan also very cheap and starting to sort of put together something resembling fantasy performance. But you know, I'm not sure. I'm rushing out to grab him. Uh, Cody Nikarima, lower score at fullback, is going to put you know put a bit of a slow on his price rises. He's probably going to be what you know twenty, about twenty break even. Um, time to move on from Isaiah Katoa and uh, all the Valens Tafari buyers are in the bin. <laughs> oh, oh man, why do people just keep buying him? I just don't understand. Like it was another five percent this week, and like it just—he's not getting the playing time. Like I just don't get it. I, I don't understand mm-hmm. why people are this desperate for a uh, a, a, a cheap bench utility. Oh mate, well I think the big the big key factor here is if you look at the popular trades ins on YA double uh, sorry yafss.com. That's a yet another fantasy sports site. Uh, it tracks the performance of the top thousand teams, and in the popular trade ins category, uh, Valence is nowhere to be seen. So mm. I think it's more a reflection of the quality of teams that traded him in or lack thereof than it is um, you know his popularness. So yep. you know people are going to make mistakes in fantasy because, you know, not guess, everybody can uh, be an expert and follow the amateurs. But Yeah, well, I guess it makes sense why no one um, in our, uh, you know, questions on Tuesday were talking about bringing him in for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, why they're all ranked higher than us. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, there's that. Um yeah, now that's probably it from this game. Uh, moving on to the Eels against the Cowboys. This was a really nice game for fantasy. Uh, despite there being 40 points scored, there was a lot of fluidity and um, you know, the game sort of flowed really, really well. Lots of fantasy points. Scott Drinkwater with a nice 75 with a try in a loss. It's exactly what you want to see from Scotty for anyone that jumped on him. He's one of my happy decisions that I've made so far this year. Uh, I got him for buy planning, but yeah, no, he's been great uh, with a 57 in that belting from the Tigers and then following it up with a 75. Um, Mitchell Moses also nice score, 73 with a try. Robson finally does something. It was more a lack of demerits than anything for Robson. He only got the uh, the one missed tackle, no errors, no penalties for the whole game. And, and you know, lo and behold, you don't make a million missed tackles and you get good fantasy points. How, how good's that? Yeah, it's a miracle, isn't it? Yeah, I guess uh, probably helps there's not too many big tackle busters in this Eels pack with Maddo and Paulo and mm. Campbell Gillard out. Like, you know, Greg, while I love Greg, he is, you know, a, he's a workhorse more than a tackle buster and same with Hopgood as well. Yeah, no, he's definitely a, a tractor. Mm. <laughs> you know, he's, he's dragging him along. Uh, speaking of that, obviously moving down the list here, uh, Dylan Brown, nice score. Hillam Lukey and Hopgood both finish up on 60. So that's six players in this game finishing on 60 or more, which is highly unusual. So that was really nice. And then you had a bunch of guys in the 50s, Penasini, Wemery, Greg, a cough felt. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. Oh, man. How good? How good is he, mate? That's another 30 points above the break even. He's going to move into the like low fives, low to mid fives <laughs> now, which is, you know, we could have got him at 330. Cash cow. <laughs> Great scorer for the buy round. Oh, man. 
Well, all so my guys, know. all my guys that I was like a big advocate for are all going well, and I've I've got none of them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you noticed this, but he's now his average now with that fifty five is thirty three. <laughs> Set your watch to it. <laughs> yeah, he's a Swiss watch old felty, and you know, predictable as the sunrise. So yeah, now Granville also good score. Bryce Cartwright forty nine without any sort of significant attacking stats is nice for anyone that decided to jump back on that. Uh, even, you know, a couple of guys like Simonson, Sean Russell put up good scores. There wasn't really any fantasy-relevant bad scorers in this game. So, yeah, just I mean, Joe O. Anyone that jumped on Joe O is, uh, is not having a good time at the moment. That's probably it. So, you know. Uh, I saw actually some chat from Brad Arthur that they're expecting Campbell Gillard back next game on round 15. Ooh, fun. So Interesting. Three, three weeks early. Um, they're also expecting to have Sean Lane pretty closely following that. He actually gave a rundown on all the players they're expecting back soon, and the name, the one name that didn't come out of his name mouth was Ryan Madison, which is uh, a concern for anyone that's decided to hold on to him, and probably a question for Tuesday with the buy and and all of that. Uh, but I actually moved. I ended up holding Frizzell and moving Madison on. So oh, interesting. Yeah, I I switched it. On like on Thursday after the pod, I just you know because like there's a chance that Frizzell doesn't play game two, and it sounds like best case scenario Madison's back in sixteen, and worst case scenario I can always trade Frizzell to Madison if I want at that time. But at worst, you know, I'll I'll get a I'll get a round fifteen number, and then I'm kind of hoping that the Blues lose and they drop Frizzell and uh and Nico and I have those two guys in round 16 is sort of what I'm hoping for so I'm going to mm. going to play into that at the moment um obviously anyone that kept the faith with Lukey also is, is happy as well with that 60 so uh moving on to the Waz and the Broncos uh this was kind of a it was a weird game uh I think the Broncos won it and the Waz lost it Shout out to the people of Napier for just being absolute loose cannons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I've seen, I've seen some irresponsible things, and that's pretty close to the top of the list. What do they have? Twelve pitch invaders or something like that? Yeah. Just you know, absolute shenanigans. Shout out to the the residents of Napier if there's anyone listening here. They'll try to get a third uh, team out there. <laughs> it's like trying to bloody hold a game in Charters Towers or something like that, or Caboolture. You know, just shocking stuff. I don't know if anyone, any of our Kiwi followers can give us a, an Australian comparison for what Napier is like town-wise. Is it like Penrith or I don't know. Uh, but, um, yeah, no, that, obviously, yeah, the MVP from this game was the, the 12 pitch invaders. But on the on the field, for people that are supposed to be there, Chance Nickel Clock stars the MVP, 71 points in 65 minutes uh, with a try. Lots of tackle busts, lots of running meters. Went off with a HIA, and you know we were very concerned about the you know the mental you know health of of Chance in terms of his you know soft noggin. But he came back and just absolutely ripped him a new one. Mm, yeah, well, the the uh, HIA is the only thing that slowed him down. <laughs> I mean, in the end, yeah. like this, it's could have been an even bigger score. Well, yeah, that's the thing is uh, he's already so this was for anyone that didn't follow in the game thread. So this is a career. High fantasy score for Chance, uh, which is particularly impressive given he missed 15 minutes. So he, uh, you know, he was just in absolutely everything, and I'm hoping to see more of that from Chance. Uh, but he's going to set his price moving in a nice, really nice direction. And the uh, the Wars have some really nice buy coverage, so I'm looking forward to 
having Chans available for me. Uh, Torhu Harris, also another 80-minute performance, nice big score. Not massive, nothing sort of spectacular here, but, you know, if he does 53 in 80 minutes, you you know, you're complaining. Anyone that jumped on the Adam Fanua Blake train earlier in the season, just absolutely loving it. And he's always had this potential to be an absolute fantasy scoring monster, but he's uh, he's averaging almost 60 at the moment, which is just massive. So mm. Huge, yeah, yeah, huge price. Yeah, old uh, Rocco, Joey Manu, Berry, also another good score. Uh, if he stays there, we're going to probably have to have a look at him, I guess. But, you know, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Sean Johnson, the big concern from this game. Uh, I think it was more a function of the limited amount of kick meters for the Waz in general. Uh, they didn't have any need to kick the ball because Chance was just running it all the way up the field every single go. But uh, there was only about 450 kick meters in total for the Waz and and Johnson kicked for 400 of them. So I think I worked out he had like an 89% kick meter share so i think this is more a case of a low base stat game for him than it is an area for concern even though i was looking for reasons to be concerned yeah well, i think um because I mean, the warriors did also make quite a few errors and there was i think quite a few penalties as well that gave him you know piggybacks mm. up the field which results in less kick meters too but yep. I, I think another thing as well because i was looking at um uh the halftime scores and, I, and i've Remember this, um, Luke Metcalf was on about 20 tackles at halftime and he ended up finishing on 23. So it seemed like, and I'm pretty sure Sean Johnson was on about five or six tackles at halftime. So it seemed like mm. the Broncos were sort of actively targeting Metcalf in that first half. Um, yep. And I mean, it's, it seemed to have worked given uh, he had quite a few errors in the second half and wasn't wasn't the best. Um, but yeah, I think that definitely played into Sean's low score as well, as well as the lack of kick meters as we touched on. Yep, so he's obviously one to keep an eye on. Uh, he's going to be a good number, 14 and 15, and then, you know, if it comes to 16 and we see a trend, then we can sort of act at that time. But for now, we're sort of not making any decisions there. Um, there's also not really a lot more to say here. Jackson Ford with a low score for anyone that decided to jump back on there. Um, that's probably it. Uh, moving across to the Rabbitohs and Raiders. Oh, mate, Walter White top scores in this one. <laughs> yeah, I saw that haircut. What was going I on could, there? Oh, I could not believe. I was like, oh, my God, he shaved all his hair off. What's happened? And I was like, I said to Tiffany, I said he looks a little bit like a penis running around in a green jersey. <laughs> but I don't know. I was really hoping it was for a good cause and that, uh, you know, it was like a shave for a cure or something like that. But he ended up just absolutely going to another level, 85 points in 80 minutes, big try, lots of base stats, even though he's playing on the edge, just absolutely monstrous stuff for uh, Corey. And I guess now he's the, you know, what are we moving from the, the big red fire engine to like the waxed Lamborghini or something like that? <laughs> waxed Lamborghini. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm just, I'm open to suggestions here. He's got the oh, horse power. I don't know. Yeah, maybe my, he's more of an ass. He's a... He's more of an Aston Martin, I guess, in the green jersey, isn't he? Um. Yeah. Well, he's, he's aerodynamic now, I think. This is key. You know, he's not got the drag, the, the hair-related drag happening. So, <laughs> uh, you know, great, great stuff. Obviously, they've got some real issues in terms of edge cover with Corey Haruri and Naira going down with the, I guess I'm going to call it a spontaneous seizure. Uh, I was looking for some head knock or something in that tackle, and I, I didn't actually see anything. So he seems like he's doing better but I'd be surprised if he's going to play in this upcoming week, uh, which mm. assume means we see more Horsburgh on the edge and more 
Joseph Tarpany, massive minutes in the middle, uh, 77 points in 68 minutes, a game high or game high for the Raiders tackle count and meters totals. Um, just an absolute base stat monster. Mm. No, well, we said on Tuesday, if he didn't score well in this game, he never would. And yeah, sure enough, he comes to the party. Um, mm. Yeah, the, the, just this bench is just set up perfectly for him. And if this is going to be the case moving forward as well, um, yeah, well, he could be one to look at because I guess Hudson Young only having the two-day turnaround, he might be required to back up given the edge stock depletion. But, um, yeah, I guess we'll see how he pulls up. But, yeah, great for uh, Tarpany. I guess he might be one to have a look at on Tuesdays with a potential buy um, given how depleted they are. But, yeah, future discussion. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Also, Josh Papali, uh low-key beneficiary here, 55 minutes or thereabouts. If he if he plays those sorts of minutes week in, week out, he's going to be really nice value as well in that 500 and or let's we'll call it 600, about 600, 610K once things lock up, unlock. So, yeah, what one, one to watch there, I guess. Uh, Damien Cook with a 60 with a try, a lot of base stats, hardly any running meters, which is kind of surprising uh, given all the chat. Obviously, they go down. The, the 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 Raiders forward pack looks like it's on top here the whole time. So that's uh that's probably a function of that. And I mean, he's a really hard one because I mean sixty with a try is not what you're expecting from Cookie. He's gonna open in the very, very low seven hundreds and and be a really interesting buy for those looking for a another number now, uh being that he's gonna cover round fifteen for Robson and also he's gonna be available in round nineteen when Robson's unavailable as well. So you don't actually have any rounds where you've got both Robson and Cook in a you know a round where you can only use one of them from now on. So you can have that stack and and maximize it, assuming that you think Cook's actually worth it. So mm. uh, Croker's three hundredth is going to have to wait a week, apparently. Uh, uh, Totola, pretty good score, but maybe not what you were hoping for exactly. Maybe hoping for a couple yeah. of minutes. It's probably a little bit underwhelming, isn't it? Austin's pod by the week, Cody Walker, disappointing ish. Yeah, yeah. I think I just think this game was an entire function of the Raiders being the dominant team in the middle for the most part. Mm. Kalal Matangi's going to drop some really nice cash here. He's going to, you know, go into something with a six in front of it now, uh, and the break even's going to be again in the seventies. So yeah, he's a he's a a really interesting watch that will be a buy at some point. Uh, although he's going to miss three games from now to the end of the year. So one one to sort of have to flip up as an overall coach. Um, Bloody hell, uh, old Chotty's going to be very cheap as well. Who that? Nick, Nick uh, Chotrich. Chotrich. Yeah, he's going to yep. be incredibly cheap, wow. Well, he's who's he? Is he going to take somebody's like, – Well, Timiko, place. did someone get injured? Was it uh, Chris? Yeah, Chris got injured. Yeah. Yeah, one to keep an eye on. I don't know if that's a long-term injury. If it is, we'll probably see Xavier Savage, won't we? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I guess with uh, Jared Croker being rested, quote-unquote, next week, it's going to be <laughs> tough to decipher who's there for form and who's there for, you know, just for a week. Yeah, nah, for sure. Uh, Matty Timiko, low score, 14 points. Uh, and Jacob Oof. Host. For anyone that held on to him, uh, he rewarded you with a nice little 24 there. So more tackles and fantasy points, which is always what you want to see from your your assets. I'm going to be really happy to move him on uh, this week. So, yeah. 
done his job. Yep. Uh, last game of the round here, Manly go down to the Knights. Uh, Kalen Ponga looks pretty good, although about four different occasions I was like, oh, is that a HIA? Um, he was just cupping an absolute belting, but come through it. Set up some nice tries, kick meters, run meters. Uh, you know, he was sort of in and around everything good that the Knights did, or a lot of it. Um, simply another, you know, PPM performance, and you know, forty-four and forty-fives is what you want to see from him. Uh, Marju, though, at some point we're going to have to have a conversation about him. He's uh, he's averaging in the mid fifties now, and it's going to go up to six fifty. Uh, is he? Someone of interest? Oh, I think he has to be, I suppose. I mean, obviously, both of these teams are on a bye next week, so they're going to be ones to, you know, we're not going to really discuss until round 15. But um, the Knights are, I, like, we know that he's an attacking busting weapon. Like, he's always been that, like, even at the Titans. Like, we knew that's who he is. Uh, it just seems like the Knights tend to utilize their outside backs more than other teams. Uh, and, mm. yeah, and obviously, that can be seen with, you know, Gagai's average and you know, even Bradman Best got a decent score, averaging in the low 40s. So, yeah, uh, definitely one to look at. He is quite, you know, there's no discount here, though, for the most part. Like, he is expensive. Nah, full freight for sure. And it's it's hard to spend that money when you can spend it, like, you know, when you can get Ponga for 200k less. So mm. he sort of keeps a lid-ish on his price, Ponga. Uh, he's going to go to 450 and have this week off. So round 15, he'll be an interesting topic of discussion. Uh, Ola Kawatu, pretty good score, but two try savers in there sort of pushes that up a little bit. Uh, fantasy asset wise, Fainu, good score. Sean Kepi, a uh, high PPM score. Obviously, we don't expect that to be consistent. Uh, Gagai and Hastings, sort of fairly for Garrick. You know, not not impressive, particularly given he got a try and, and three goals. Um, I think uh, Tyson Gamble is one that would probably warrant a look in round 15, given that he's going to be around 16 half. He's going to be priced in the high 340s, uh, relatively affordable for someone potentially if you need a half around 16, if he holds that spot mm. after the buy. Yeah, it's really him or Oluapu, I suppose, unless you need two. Yeah, if you don't have an eels half, I suppose, like it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's one one for interest. Uh, obviously, it's going to depend on Hines at this at this point in time. My halves in round sixteen are going to be Weeks and Oluapu. So, um, yeah, that's not great. Assuming that Hines plays Origin again, although I might fix that and and move Hines on if he's looks like a permanent fixture. But we'll we'll see how we go. Um, other than that, it was uh, Miller didn't touch a field, which I guess is probably good for his owners in a way. Yeah, um, no price drop. No price drop. Uh, Croker seems to have a big fall from grace. Weeks was fine without being particularly good. Fitzgibbon goes off with an injury there, so he's going to be an interesting one to sort of watch. Uh, he, he's he been pretty good this year up until the last week or two, so, uh, yeah. Awful, uh, awful, awful PPM game from Adam Elliott. He's going to be quite cheap at some point, especially given the minutes he's playing. He was busy. I thought he was busy. I'm surprised he only got that many points. I suppose they were playing. This game was played a lot through the edges. Mm. Like you just look at all the top scorers and it's, you know, for the most part, it's it's attacking players more than, you know, tackle yeah, bots. So, yeah. 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 Interesting though. One to keep an eye on. 
Um, obviously, if he if he goes down to a appealing price. Any uh, forward thoughts for? Obviously, we'll have our pod on Tuesday, uh, which I'm assuming is going to be bogged down with Origin stuff as well. Um, any any additional sort of stuff for today? No, I think uh, I think now we just move our attention to Origin and hopefully our players don't get injured. <laughs> That's always mm. the, the main the main fantasy concern for us fantasy coaches, just hoping they get through unscathed and they can back up. Yeah, I'm really hoping for a like a Hudson Young and Tyson Frazell like because they've got so many guys who can play big minutes. Whether they you know they use like they run the Panthers edge rotation where it's like 55, 55, 50 with him those two are Martin through the edges. Mm. So like well, they don't get bogged down in, in massive minutes. Yeah, well, I mean, I've got uh, David Fafita to sweat as well. I've got too many origin edges oh, that man. I wasn't expecting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fafita, he's such an interesting one, even for overall coaches, because he, he's just going to miss 16 and 19. So, I mean, you know, it's this, you got plenty of roster spots. He's the real big scorer that I'm missing at the moment. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of, you know, wondering if I try to bring him in, we'll just don't worry about it until round 20. Hmm. So, no, nah, great. I, it's really hard. Tell you what, I was doing some planning today. I know you don't care because you're playing head-to-head, but the round 16 week is so hard to cover with good players because, like, all of those teams, there's no, there's no like, really good or very, very limited amounts of really good fantasy options. Mm. So... You know, like Robson's available, but Debe- like for just looking at my team, right? So Robson's available, DeBellin's on the buy, Harris is on the buy, Horsburgh's on the buy. I'll have Hopgood and I'll have Papali'i, but Sean Johnson will be on the buy. Hines, Cleary, Frizzell, all playing State of Origin. Um, Lemuelu and Bird are both on a buy. Chance is on a buy. <laughs> like, yeah. It could really There's be a, a case of uh, you're splitting the captaincy between either like Hopgood or Manu. Like those are your two options. Well, yeah, I mean, like I had the captaincy on Hopgood this week, uh, being that you know there was guys missing. But like if if Madison and Campbell Gillard are both back, do you feel confident putting the captaincy on Hopgood? I wouldn't at that time. No, yeah, no, you're you know, right. And like Mitchell Moses is going to be available, and Dylan Brown's going to be available, but like Adams on a buy, like just looking at like players sorted by average, Fafita's not available, Haas is not available, Yo's not available, Grant's not available, Cherry's not available, Fanua Blake, Carrigan's not available, Moses is obviously. Uh, Nikara is like the second best averaging player that's available that week. Yeah, well. <laughs> uh, aside from like Hopgood. But yeah, no, it's 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 pretty sparse. So you'd be Captain wanting Manu. to welcome. Yeah. Yeah, it might be yeah, it might be Captain Manu or Captain Robson, but you know, like fuck excuse me, can you trust Robson at the moment? Might be <laughs> ca- might be Captain Dylan Edwards. <laughs> Munster, Murray, you know, Cook will be available, but not playing. No, he's a, he's on a buy as well. You know, yeah, there's hardly any. Yeah, well, you're right. Even the Knights, like Marju's not available. Ponga's not available. Tarpany's not available. 
No grand or monster. Colin Matungi wouldn't be available. Marshall King's on a buy. Yeah, it's, it's it's about nine guys that are averaging 50 or more that are even available on that week, and most of them are such, like, fringe players like Nat Butcher or someone like that that you don't you don't want them in your team. <laughs> so, yeah, it's going to be a really tough, really tough week. I think for that round, if you have, like, 10 warm bodies, that's good. Mm. Yeah, I think, I, I, well, I think Lucy will be aiming for about that as well. Yeah, it's going to be like, for me, it's going to be like Oluapu weeks, Fisher Harris, maybe, maybe Xavier Co- Xavier Coates. Naz but could even, be a sneaky, sneaky option. But even Naz, like the Storm are starting to get guys back like that. Ellie Katoa and Liero, Josh King. Welch is not playing Origin because he's the 19th man. Kamakamith is there. Naz, like they don't need Naz to play more than 45 minutes. And he's just such a fringe. I don't know if I can pay 600 grand for like a 47 average Mid for one week, mm. you know. No. Yeah, that's there's, there's probably some merit in investing in like dudes like you know your John Bateman, Isaiah Papali'i's of the world. Mm. But you know, see so how we go, Maddie Burton. Ooh, yeah. So yeah, there's options. You just got to be a little bit creative, or just you know sacrifice the round completely. So, but more more discussions for future rounds, mate. I think we might wrap it up there. Hopefully, we have provided you some good insight and thoughts and hopefully you had a good week and we'll see you on Tuesday for round 14. Love you guys.